Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Are you and your partner lit up about the same things or are you growing apart? How do you get fired up to make a big relationship commitment? And when is it time to pull the plug on your relationship? My wife, Allison Lanier, is a relationship and intimacy coach with over 20 years of experience. Our previous interview has been downloaded more times than any other episode of The New Man. Today, she's gonna tell us how she helps those couples who are sick of struggling but aren't clear about how to move forward. Can't wait to embarrass you. How are you gonna embarrass me? I'm gonna tell the world that you're interviewing me in your underwear. <laughs> are you saying you're not wearing your underwear? I'm wearing clothes. Oh. <laughs> what's what's when so what is what's embarrassing? Are you recording? You started recording the red. Are you on. um? All right, we're here why do you to think, talk why about do you think I'd be the embarrassed? Why do you think I'd be embarrassed about wearing my underwear in an interview? <laughs> I don't think you would. I would just want to embarrass you. You want <laughs> to embarrass fun me? fun when you're embarrassed. <laughs> you're going to have to try harder. You're endearing that. to me when you're embarrassed. Is that right? Uh-huh. You don't like the guy that's got it all together. And... <sighs> Not unless I get to see his goofy side. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about that guy who's... Wondering if he, he's he's his relationship's going down the shitter, if he's in a in a deal breaker, if he's on the wrong path. Um, we're talking to the guy that he loves personal growth. He's doing the work. He's reading the books. He's listening to the podcasts. He loves to learn. Loves to apply this stuff in his life. And he's as a result, he's changing. He's growing. Means he's also going to experience his career and his relationships in a different way because he's growing and changing. Um. We're talking about the guy who feels like he may be outgrowing his relationship or he may be outgrowing his partner. He's, he's simply just not the same person he was when they started together, so to speak. So he might be, get, he might be the guy that's getting into shape while she's the one who's on the couch eating ding-dongs. <laughs> you like ding-dongs? That, that. You just I'm like so the word? You, you just like the word ding-dong? It's dong? funny. <laughs> Who eats ding-dongs? <laughs> like even, Apparently even when they were of- popular, like, what, what are you having? I'm having a ding dong. <laughs> like, what, <is> <laughs> what even 
what are they? I'll get you a ding dong. <laughs> um, he may be into personal growth or meditation, and she thinks he's just being weird. Um, he may be wanting to have sex more or try new things in the bedroom, and she's okay with how things are. She'd rather be watching some TV show. He may be wanting to travel more, and she wants to focus on her career. He may be into doing something creative, and she wants to be more active in the church. He may be really driven, and she's not passionate about anything in particular, but she's smoking hot, and the sex is pretty good. So, I don't know where that one came from. But the... Uh, Excuse me. Gosh, you got you got to cut that out. I have gay or a Will cold. You stop? Will you stop it? It's really... Nobody likes Forgive that. Forgive us, audience. Forgive me, audience. Bottom line, the, the fear is that if we don't get on the same page, if you know he's thinking this, if they don't get on the same page, then they're not going to be together. He's starting to think, maybe we're not meant to be together anymore. And he's wondering, is this a deal breaker? So uh, if you haven't figured it out so far, I brought, I brought my wife, Allison, back into the show today. She's a relationship and intimacy coach for over 20 years. You've been a professional in the field of psychology, counseling, and relationships. Look at you. That's 20, right. You're only 26. How's that work? <laughs> Started when I was six years yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> um, but many of the clients that I work with end up spending some time with you, and they, they're working with you to step up their relationships and their sex lives. They, they're getting out of, they want to get out of something mediocre or something that they're no longer really excited about, and they want to learn some practical, powerful ways to create what they want with their girlfriends, wives, and partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, if you're listening, you can learn more about Allison by visiting AllisonLanier.com, and that's Allison with A-L-Y-S-O-N, AllisonLanier.com. Thanks for talking today, even though you got a, a cold and in, in, you're in your underwear. <laughs> I'm not in my underwear. You're totally in your Hello, underwear. Hello, thank you for having me, <laughs> is what I want to say. <laughs> well, I, I want to dive into that. This is something that we both run into a lot when I we're do, talking yeah. with people, is that there's guys in this situation... Um, and he's he's worried, like, oh no, I got into personal development. I'm I'm on this growth path, and what does this mean? My relationship's over now. So yeah, uh, we see this a lot. I've been there personally. Um, With I think me? we, yeah, I think there have been moments in our relationship where when, where, when you were like, just, does this mean it's the end? Well, I don't know if it got that far, <laughs> but there's just times where I definitely feel more advanced and superior oh to gosh. you. <laughs> Are you listening, men? <laughs> Bottom line, I, I've been in this in other relationships where it felt like, you know, something was off and I felt damned if I do, damned if I don't. I, I didn't like feeling trapped. Um, I noticed that for me, I would start to pressure her like, mm-hmm. oh, you need to be different. I've done this with you. Like, you need oh, to, yeah. I want you to change your, <laughs> oh, yeah. you don't have to say it like that. But the, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's this thing of like, either I don't say anything and nothing changes and that sucks or I do pressure her and it creates conflict. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm just for you, like if, is, if the guy that's listening to this right now, if he relates to this and he's not on the same page with this gal, do you think it means that he's at the end of his relationship or is it workable? I think it's workable. I think I, I, I actually do think that there are some fundamental, um, uh, things to look at or to address to determine if it's workable or not. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I don't ever think that it's terminal. Okay. Well, let's zoom out for a second and let's actually take a look at what's going on in this guy's life because typically he's on a growth path. What I see is that he's gotten on himself on a growth path, which means he's naturally going to outgrow the things that he's got in his life to begin with. It's like you get into a growth thing, you're going to out, you know, you grow your body, you're going to outgrow your shirt, you're going to outgrow these types of things. So, but you can also outgrow your career, you can outgrow your relationship. 
So the rest of his life can't stay the same without creating some kind of a squeeze. Um, and this can be threatening to our partner, right? Yes. So if we're on a growth path and they're, maybe they're not, this can be threatening. What, what does that look well, like? Well, I think change, just change is threatening. Yeah. I, I think people in general are pretty afraid of change. So so if you're outgrowing, you know, if, if you don't, and if we're talking specifically personal development, uh, that's like personal development often involves interpersonal development. So what is that? What is interpersonal? Well, so the, I'm thinking I'm talking about like impact. So if I'm going to go learn a new way, uh, let's say I'm going to go learn curiosity because that's something that I know I bring to our um, our interviews a lot, and we talk. You know, you've interviewed Brian Barron, Decker, and Kendra, and those guys have all talked about curiosity, and so so just the concept of bringing something like curiosity into uh, your way of relating to someone else, you're going to be curious with them. If you're somebody, if you're a guy who's never been curious before, and then suddenly you're asking questions and not just like, hey, where did you get your dress? But like, remember that thing that you told me about that you were really stressed out about at work? What was going on for you there? What was the thing you were afraid of when they get really genuinely curious? It has impact. Regardless of what it is, whether he's practicing curiosity or whatever, is that it can just be threatening. Change is threatening is what I'm getting from this. And that our partner can start to react to that. And it might feel like they don't support us, right? It might, she, might, she might get to where she's complaining or she's like, oh, you're doing that thing again. Um, and it can hurt. It's like, hey, this is, this is something that's really important to me. And we can feel like it's not just that my partner is disinterested. It's like they're actually threatened by it, which means they can kind of get nasty about it. Or they at least can start to uh, try to control us or they can try to keep us from changing. They're threatened by that thing. Oh, you're doing that thing again? Oh, you'd rather be with, you'd rather do that thing than be with me? I've seen versions of that. Um, so I, I just want to speak like, it, 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 I want to speak to the thing that's really underneath, which is there's a fear. There's a fear. I, my partner's changing, yeah. which means something's upsetting here. It's not cool. Um, you know, if you're on a growth path, we've got this choice between being on a growth path or in a comfort, you know, associating with comfort versus growth. And I, that's the main thing I want to just help the guy see is like, if you're, if you've chosen to be on a growth path, you're going into places where there's uncertainty, where there's discomfort, mm -hmm. you're challenging yourself and going through things, even if it's just physical, you're challenging yourself in that way. It's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And if I've chosen to be comfortable, if I'm your partner, I've chosen to be comfortable. I don't like the shit that you're doing. That's going to rock my boat, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, but, and that's also part of life. So, so when we talk about um, you know, is, does this mean it's the end? I think that there's a big piece. That's what I said. Like there's some fundamental things to talk about to determine that question, the mm -hmm. answer to that question. And, and, and what you're talking about around comfort versus growth is all pointing to like a shared, um, mindset or, uh, shared outcome, shared desire. What are we playing for here? Are we, are we really on the values. same team? Right. Or are we competing against one another? Like who's going to, who's going to pull whom into this place and keep yeah. them there? Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, I think about values here. This is a place where I think about values. So. Well, so, that's it. Cause, cause he really is answering the question. Who am I really? Who am I really? He's changing. He's really stepping into that, you know, beyond like, who am I beyond making a living or being a husband or being this and that. He's, he's, he's starting to answer some bigger questions about his values and his worldview. And 
and I've seen guys on the, I've been that guy where you start to, I've start to pressure that person. Like, I need you to be different. I need you to see things my yeah. way. I need you to step into my way of being so that I feel okay. So she might be threatened on one hand and he might be doing it in the other, in the, in another way, like pressuring her to be like, Hey, if you don't do this, I don't love you. It's so like, start to send that message of you're not acceptable as you are. Yeah. that And that's path. a bit, that's generally when we talk about people that are sort of defensive or are condemning of change that like of a, in a partnership, if someone wants to do something new or start something new and the other partner is fearful or condemning or judgmental, it's usually coming from often that I've found in the the people that I've worked with, it comes from a place like that. It comes from a thing around like, wait, we had something, we've been doing fine. Or we, when we first met or the first last 10 years or five years or whatever it was, we didn't have a problem. And we both agreed whether overtly or covertly, we agreed that the way things were going was okay. Mm-hmm. And so what's wrong? Why you got to change things now? Why you got to change things now? Or or does this, there's there's like a presumption that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, when it doesn't mean actually anything is wrong. Right, I'm glad you said that because it doesn't seem like anyone has to be the bad guy here. There's, yeah. It, 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 there might, you might be doing things to each other, which are, which are, you know, you're being assholes to one another around this, but underneath it, what I'm getting is that there's really no need to demonize or villainize each other simply because one person's growing and the other person isn't. It doesn't mean somebody's being the bad guy here. Now, yeah. how you act about that. How you that, behave yeah. is big deal because that's that's where we get into those internal preferences. Like you're, you're, you decide, you know, I remember I worked with a, someone a few years ago who decided they want, he wanted to get into doing triathlons and Ironman stuff. And he was really into it. Mm-hmm. And his wife in the meantime was getting really into church activities and church stuff. He wasn't into the church. She wasn't into exercising and Ironman stuff, but there was a, what happened there was that there was not a place where they were coming together saying, hey, let's talk about our shared outcome and our shared vision for partnership with our interests. And it was more like, well, she's not doing this and he's not doing that. And, and so then it became like a you, you, like villainization, like you're, you're this or you're not that instead of cool, we both have our interests and that's okay. And how can we support each other through that? Yeah, it's like, I'm becoming a solid individual. You're you're a solid individual. Yeah. Do we need to freak out and blame the other person for that? Or can we say, all right, well, you, can we both step into being strong individuals and find a common ground for our relationship, how yeah. that rela- how the relationship can serve one another? And for me, I don't. I just get into this place where people get into, the, they're like, we have to do whatever we can for the relationship, but that doesn't mean they're going to be happy. Yeah, and I there's definitely a place. I mean, we want to watch what you're naming here is I think we kind of get into like the psychobabble term is codependent. And so there is sort of a place where we can go where it's like, oh, but I'm doing this for us and like you lose yourself in that. You lose your right. own center or your happiness or your own even personal goals or likes or whatever. And so, which will come back to haunt you at some point. It might, you might be able to do it for and a few the relationship years. Too. Yeah. It'll I mean, just that's toxic. nice guy syndrome stuff. Yeah. And in, in its purest form. So, so I'm glad, I'm glad you let me overpower you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works for you, doesn't yeah, it? It works. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I do want to talk about that. So, because we've been talking a little bit about like the comfort and growth piece and, and like the, there are, 
the, many people, and it's actually quite natural in our sort of fundamental systems to avoid discomfort. Like we kind of, we want to move away from pain or suffering sure. towards pleasure and what feels good and what's comfortable. So there's, there is kind of a natural pulse to there, but but we're talking about like, if I'm uncomfortable, something must be wrong. And and then we're also talking about the person that wants to avoid discomfort at all costs. And the difference between that versus someone who is willing to basically martyr themselves in the name of the relationship, which I'm hearing you, that's what kind of we went to the other side, that codependent side of like, I'm just going to sacrifice all of me. And there's some nobility in it. Like, I, I'm doing it for her. I'm doing it. Yeah, don't like, you see how much I love you, right? Because right? I've, I'm, I've I'm had a- seven kids and I'll just keep having more because I can't say no to you sexually or right. whatever. So, um, so, and I don't know what birth control is. <laughs> um, um, but here's I was gonna, like- I was going to make a butt joke. There, okay. But I didn't. <laughs> Let me just get to this point, please, because I'll forget it. Okay. So, the, the, what's the whole thing around what's best for both of us, um, which is like the growth mindset or the growth attitude, which is, which is what's best for each of us respectively and both of us as a couple might push either or both of us or the relational side of our system into something really uncomfortable. But Say that part again. So, so what's best for both of us? Like as individuals or, or as a, as a a couple? So I'm, I'm looking at like A, B, and C. So A is me, B is you, and C is the relationship. It's us. So the us. So, so all of, it could be any of those A, B, or C. Mm -hmm. So what's best and often I think where we get into like somebody's into personal growth or change or whatever, and the other person's not, we're looking at the C equation. We're looking at the us side mm-hmm. of it. A is where is doing, doing A is his me, thing. B is you. B is yeah, not I'm doing, doing my thing, thing. You're doing your thing. And then there's us. Right. And no. we're either ships in the night or we don't ever talk about it or, or we constantly butt heads about it. Or we're looking in the past like we're not like how we used to be. Like we're we're trying to conserve or or hold on to what we used to be instead of focusing on what we could be, wh- where we're going, right? Who That's, we're becoming, and and so the the but the growth mindset is that that mindset of like what's understanding that what's best and and trust. There's a huge piece around trust here is that understanding what's best and trusting what's best might push us into something uncomfortable. It might push me into an uncomfortable place or it might push you into an uncomfortable place. And it doesn't place. mean it's wrong. And it doesn't mean it's wrong and it might be, but, and and that's the, the difference is like the con- comfort sort of like, oh, if it's wrong or if it hurts or if it's uncomfortable, if it's hard, I should stop. Right. Versus that growth, <clears throat> excuse me, that growth mindset is like you're still, you still have your eye on a greater, um, kind of like a, you have your eye on the prize. It's like you, right. you have a, you have, you see something that's possible beyond the discomfort, beyond the change. And so you're willing to go into or lean into what's uncomfortable because you see the growth opportunity on the other side of it. So for example, you say a lot, um, everything you want is on the other side of an uncomfortable conversation, right? right? It's, Gay Hendrix said that first, but okay. go ahead. Yeah. Well, love you gay. So, um, so, so, but it's that, it's that concept. It's, it's, um, I love or, or like in parenting, it's, I think about parenting, 
was, I love you too much to let you have lollipops every day. I know you as my six-year-old child wants lollipops every day, but, but I love you too much. I don't want your teeth to rot out of your head. And so, so I see a bigger possibility there and you're not going to like that. That's going to be uncomfortable. It's not something that you want. And most of us, like you said, have a lot as have created our lives to avoid discomfort at any cost. And we've lost sight of this bigger thing of what is most important, which we can keep coming back to this idea of what's this shared desired outcome, which we'll, we'll get to in a minute. But if I'm in a relationship and I don't have an idea of what that shared desired outcome is, then it is about maintaining comfort day to day. And it's like, oh, what do I do to make sure I don't get into an argument? What yeah. do I do to make sure that things don't get get uncomfortable or we don't have a weird conversation? Yeah. And that's how things just flatten out and get toxic, actually, after a while. It's either mm-hmm. boring as hell or it's toxic. There's resentment. Or distant. Yeah, so we, it, it's helpful to. I'm starting to get why we. It's so important to have this thing of like, what? Why are we together? Where's this headed? Yeah. What What's this in service of for both of us? I, I want to feel fulfilled as an individual. I want that for you too. Um, I'm not just here to you know, basically wait until I'm dead kind of thing, and not and just maintain something or or wish that we were still who we were five, six, ten, twenty years ago. Yeah, and I think that there's a. I think that there's. I think that couples. Um, a lot of couples get into this, um, they do get into these mindsets of like, great, all I have to do is get married. And then once I marry him, I'll never be threatened again. Or, That's right, I'm or done. like, yeah, or like once we're married and we have the house and we have the car and we have the kid and we have the dog and whatever it is, then we're done. And then we lock it down. There's a thing of like, we're done. We're not we're moving done. anywhere. We're not growing anymore. Yeah. We're not developing anymore. Yeah. And, and, and except, that's where t- discomfort actually lives. That's where suffering actually lives. I would say I suffering, yeah. And so, yeah, maybe not discomfort. It's where unconsciousness lives, but where suffering for sure lives. And so, but, and, and there's something that actually you and I do that um, I shared with a, a client not that long ago. And she was like, really? You do that? So I want to share it here because I didn't realize that it was kind of cool. Maybe it's worth sharing. Okay. And that is that, um, Basically, every time, like, so when you and I got together, you can probably have, you'll have better memory than me, but like when you and I got together, we did this. Every time we moved, we did this. Um, every time we like needed, wanted to decide what state or what part of the world we wanted to live in or what before we had a kid or that we would do this thing. And it was basically this process of sharing our vision. And I would write down, I would go and I would write down on a piece of paper all the things that I was like a hell yes to and all the things that or was like a definite had to be part of my life. Mm -hmm. And then you did the same thing. You would, I would have you go write your side and then we would come together and we would share our visions of what we needed in a house or what we wanted in a parenting or what we where what we had to have in the town that we lived in. And, and that process is really, I think, a process that can be shared here in this topic because it's the same idea. When we get into situ, when we get into marriages, when we get into relationships, um, there is sort of this idea of like, um, I'm done, or I don't have to work. I know her. I know how she's going to react. I know what she, how static. she thinks. Yeah, things are just um, static. And there really point. is some. <laughs> the irony is, is like, there's some truth to that. 
as if we want to go down the neurological path, like we do get into ruts and habits in our brains and it is kind of all we see. We can get kind of tunnel vision if we're like inhabituated, but that doesn't mean that that's all there is. That doesn't mean that's where we're going to feel (laughs) fulfilled or where we're going to be thriving. Yeah, but it might be where we're comfortable. So it's easy to just slip back to that. Right. right. And the, the thing about this process of ask of doing, making that, that's an effort. You know, if I'm used to being comfortable, I don't want to make a fucking effort. I don't want to have to sit down and be like, yeah, what would excite me? I, right. I just want, I just want life to kind of figure it out for me. I want my partner to figure it out for me. I want my job to do it for me. I want my kid to do it for me. Um, I'm pointing to that mindset where we go from being reactive to being proactive, where we take a hundred percent responsibility for what it is that we want. Yeah, I was, that's not reactive. That's complacent. Complacent. Okay. So, so there's this thing of like, no, I'm responsible. Like it's up to me to figure out what I want. And then the scary part is I go talk to my partner. Up. Yeah. Right. I go talk speak to my, because that might not jive with where my partner is. That might not jive with who we were when we first got together so I, I I can see where oh this is where we're heading into uncertainty this is where we start to mix things up but as you and I found out like this is where we keep things fresh and we keep the conversation fresh of hey here's what's exciting me now what about you I want to hear what's going on for you and then how can we support one another in that yeah and that's coming from I mean when you say what you just said you're automatically coming from a particular stance and that stance is I love you and I want you with me. I want you in my life. So there's another stance that that you have sort of dabbled in here when you're um, giving examples of potential people out there, and that is the stance of um, villainizing the other. Of like you're my problem, you're right? My, like right. yeah, you're the reason why I'm not happy, right? Yeah, I can't believe you're not into this. Like right. you're so. Why couldn't you? Um, or, or like, I can't, I can't be okay. And I can't be happy if you're not doing this. And right. if you're not into this, like there's, there's a certain perspective and a certain mindset, like a judgment that kind of befalls and it's, and it, and it's, it pits one against the other. Right. Instead. Either I'm responsible for myself or somehow you're responsible for my happiness. Yeah. Or you're the obstacle to my happiness. And those are people, you know, when I, when I have folks that talk like that to me, I don't go immediately to like, does this mean it's the end? But I definitely point that stance out. Yeah. Well, I imagine things shift a whole lot more whenever you have folks step. And this is what I do is like, you step into taking a hundred, like, what if it's not up to them? Right. What are you waiting for permission for? What do you, what is it that you need this person to be different in order? And a lot of people are just using their partner as an excuse. Totally. Or their their circumstances as an excuse, and it's great. Like I don't have to do anything risky as long as it's up to somebody else or it's somebody yeah. else's fault. I'm actually reminded uh, right now, as you say that, I'm reminded of a woman that I worked with not too long ago who um, had has been married for I don't know five or seven years, something like that, and and just loves her partner and was telling me that she wants and likes. Um, like she feels like that she's not having as good of sex as she had in her former relationships, but she loves this partner. And she just she, say that? She's be like, hey, you don't fuck me the way that my, all my other friends or my other friends <laughs> oh, do. I didn't ask her if that's what she said to her partner. <laughs> I really and like even you. if I did, I wouldn't That'd reveal that rough. in this, in this interview. <laughs> might be too like identifying. I hate when but, women tell me that. <laughs> but uh, but no, she, she did want to, she wanted more kink. She wanted to more kinky stuff. And, okay. And like, a, like what? <laughs> uh, this is just for me. Yeah, Nobody totally. else is going to hear this part. 
<laughs> and now for a commercial break <laughs> by your local BDSM supplier. <laughs> but um, there was a thing, though, around like, he's just not. He's not this. He's not that. Um, he won't this. He won't that. I'm not getting enough. I'm not satisfied enough. And it, while it's true that she had her ideas of what she wanted, and we were not doing couples work, we were doing individuals work. So that question of taking it back to 100% responsibility for her, um, it was really interesting because there were there were times where I would help her get clear on what it was she wanted, and she didn't want to have to be the one to get clear. She wanted him to just to do figure it. it out. Yeah, to just figure it out. Right. And that's a big trap I think that we come into when That's it comes a victim to... mentality. I mean, that's it. I'm not I don't I don't take well, care of Well, my... yeah, and for her there was a thing around like I just want to receive and I just want to be devoured and all of that, but but if she's with a man and in this case she was she's with a man who who's like basically terrified of anything kinky and like doesn't doesn't really want to do it. So there's a real like a ball in the mouth or <laughs> A leather mask. I'll have to give you. I'll have to see if she'll uh, have a call scary. with you, and you can yeah. find out. Yeah. So I'm, I can um, get it. Yeah, but she wasn't even able to identify the specifics of that for herself. Okay. So how could she possibly invite him into something like that if if he's scared? He doesn't even want to go down that road. Let alone like it's all edgy for him. Right. So so and then there's like a whole world of kink. So how does he even know how to get there if okay. without the partnership, without the, without that joint effort, that co-creation, and that ability to say, let's figure this out together. So I'm getting right now is that we can get into this place where we're not happy, we're blaming our partner, but we're also not taking responsibility for ourselves. We're not yeah. we're not the one to say, hey, what? Is, we're not one, the one to, to make the effort to say, what is it that I want? Right. Um. And and to own our preferences. It's okay to own our preferences. It's okay to say that, hey, this is who I am now. This is what I'm wanting. And this may be confronting for me. It's, um, and it should be confronting. I mean, if, if, if it's confronting t- for her to be seeing you doing this personal development, there's something going on for you. So right. to be, it's really important to check yourself. It's really important to... to well, even if I'm, I'm a guy that's doing, you know, into fitness and my now my, my preferences have changed. Like I want to be with a partner that values taking care of their bodies. I, I want to yeah. be with a partner that wants to be around for a long time and wants to have a healthy, long life. Right. But that's, but that, you saying that, you're in touch with the what for, with the why. Right. The that's possibility. The possibility mm-hmm. or the, or even your deeper why for like, I hear as you say that, and I know that that's actually true for you around the the health piece, you have an, like your why is attached to existential existentialism like there's a whole thing around life and death for you and so for you it's like I want to live a long life with the people that I love the most and and therefore I want you to live a long time because I don't want to lose you therefore I want you to be healthy so there's a why there's you checking in with yourself and and getting clear on what's happening for you with why you might say hey honey come check out this new gym with me and I get to own that and then she gets to say, I want that too, or I don't want that too. It's not like it, 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 the thing here that I want to help us uh, uh, clarify is that I can own what I want and yeah. she can own what she wants. And we may not be on the same page, but at least we're getting to a place where uh, it's not the other person's 
job to figure it out for me or vice versa or to be the thing like it's it's up to them somehow like it's up to me to specify what I want and bring it to the table totally and 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 I might get rejected there we might yeah. have a problem there yeah totally but There's, at least I'm not stuck in this what if one one day she's got she's got to figure it out kind of thing yeah and that's another piece too around values and preferences and and like what's the outcome because you and I, as an example, have we, you know, we have lots of differences. We do different, we have different like hobbies and interests. And even, even the way that we work out, there were years where, I mean, we're, we're doing a workout presently more together, but for years, I mean, maybe all forever since I've known you, we've done different stuff. You've done a certain type of running or cardio or weight training, and I've done yoga or Pilates or like we've just done different things and it's fine. It's mm-hmm. not like you have to do weight training because that's the thing. You have to be a triathlete with me. You right. have to convert to, you know, to be an Orthodox Jew. Like you, 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 like you have to do this. Right. So there's a, or else, or else like right. you're not, you're either with me or you're against me versus right. we have a shared vision. We have shared values. It's all the same mountain. We're going to take different paths there, but we recognize that we're on a path. <laughs> so we can have the similar values, but we can have different paths to get there. Yeah. And, and that may be more true instead of, oh my gosh, my partner, I aren't on the same page. It might just be, no, we're on the same page. We're just going to get there to different ways. Yeah, um, and we just haven't talked about it. We haven't figured it out. So we're we're having pissing matches about how to get there instead totally. of recognizing. No, we're both on the same team, and that's why that's where that check yourself. Why? What's going on? What is it that you really want? Why do you want this from her? Comes in because that's I think for me at least the people that I talk to I get curious there because I want to suss out is there an underlying deep desire or need or concern or is this just about control? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, sometimes people just want permission to leave the other guy, the other person. Totally. Yeah. All right, so you facilitate this kind of stuff with people. You, you'll you bring mm-hmm. one partner in or even both people in. You'll mm-hmm. have them on Skype and start to work through this. So this is hard to do on our own, but let's kind of outline this type of interaction. The first step is just, am I willing to have this honest conversation? Am I willing to go into this place instead of in this, you know, like this malaise, this confusion, this fog that I've been in? So. When you sit down with people, uh, and what's that first step of just getting clarity? Yeah, well, you named the whole piece around getting clarity. And that is it. And, and it's not just one conversation. I just want to be really um, explicit there. It's a series of conversations. Um, and anybody who thinks that they could just have one conversation with their partner and be done it's the same person that thinks that once they get married, they're done, right? right? I can spend so, more time watching House of Cards than I can, you know, working through this shit with my right. with my partner. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Think about your investment. Yeah. <laughs> return. Right. So. So yeah. So we, I do. I help the him or her, but um, I help them craft a series of conversations. And the very first step really is to clarify what they want and their deeper why. I think that, and that's the individual part. That's it's not the, like, yeah. oh, what do I want that we both want? I think that's where we get stuck is I got to want something she wants instead of let's just start with what excites me. And, and she goes off and figures out what would excite her. Absolutely. So we start on strong, indiv- fit, strong footing as individuals and then 
start to work together. Yeah, and that's that's why I brought up that 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 writing it down on paper. I mean, whether you're writing down your values or whether you're writing down a house that you plan to buy together or mm-hmm. where you want to live or whatever or or this growth piece and outcome, the type of relational dynamic that you want, the values that you share, the mindsets that you hold. It's really helpful to very literally write it down on a piece of paper and ask your partner if she would do the same. Yeah, I, I just want to say that sometimes when I talk to the guys, they give me the term like, I don't know if I sh- if I if she's the girl to commit to. Can I commit to this girl? And I'm like, let's take her out of the equation just for a second. What's the vision you're committing to? There you go. What's the thing you would you're gonna you want to create no matter what, whether it's with her or it's some other person? Yeah, and that's the writing it down. I mean, that when right. the when they're that's them getting clear on what it is they're wanting. That's that initial vision. And the point for them is that oh, well, I can get excited about this. Yeah, regardless. What's not, yeah, what's not exciting is oh, I got to go leave these parts of me behind in order to make this work. Oh yeah, that's a big trap. That's a huge trap, right? It's like a setup. Or for I hope, a, hopefully, in a few years we'll get it. For demonization, or yeah, hopefully, or, in a few years she'll be different, and and I'll be, I'll have the guts to speak up, or the future will have something different in store. So I'm like, no, what are you 100 percent would love to commit to today? Yeah, what's the thing that that vision that you'd love to commit to? And I've just seen guys really step into their power there. Like this is what I would commit to. This is what I'd be excited to commit to. And then it's about creating an invitation, right? So. Can I invite her into that? Like, what's her thing? And then I want to invite her into that. I just stole your thunder. You totally just, this is like, you, well, you know what I do, so you can just tell people what I'm doing. I think I taught, <laughs> didn't I teach you all this stuff? Like when you were six years old, I taught so you all then, this. So then, step two, people. <laughs> <laughs> you would then invite. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Invite. But do you I just, just eavesdrop all day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um... Okay, so yeah, then you would. It is about creating imitation. And that's really probably, that's one of the, aside from visualizing, having, coming to your partner for this kind of thing, this is the scariest, like this is the thing that people often create as an odd, make an obstacle. And that is like, Oh my God, now I actually have to sit down and talk with them. Well, before we get there, I like, I use, there's, there's a reason we use the word invitation because yes. it's not a demand. That's right. It's not an ultimatum. That's right. It's not a, you get on board or you're out the that's door. Right. That's right. That's absolutely right. It's, and I would love to do this with you. That's right. And, and part of the clarification and getting a vision of what they want and getting their hell yes and what they're excited about is because we want their partner, I want their partner to experience their excitement. I want their partner to see how lit up they are and why, to right. hear for that and to, and to feel them, to feel their... So, so when they bring that invitation, it's not the or else. Or the, like, this is what I think you want me to say. Right. Which is like, yeah, this would be great. No, right. It's not, it's not what you really want. Right. That's right. what you think you should say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So the invitation, the making it an invitation is a big deal. And that there's also, I mean, without getting too far on a tangent here, there's also a piece of um, when you make an invitation, you're clarifying um, that you are a yes to this particular path or this particular outcome or whatever, kind of regardless. There's sort of a thing around like, this is where I'm headed. I would love for you to join me. Yeah. And and would you like to? I'm inviting you. 
because I'm going. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> like, is this where is I'm happening. headed. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my life. This I'm is a, what this I want to create. This is what I'm a yes to. Yeah. And and so so I, th- and that's really it. that's probably one of the edgier. This is why these things become problems because this stuff gets really scary and edgy and of like. That's why people <gasps> feel split too in yeah. their relationship because they deep down they are committed to this. Mm-hmm. Now the third piece that I want to name here is that that's really crucial and I think that it, this doesn't happen. I think that we go into control or managing or or persuading or whatever that piece is, excusing ourselves, defending ourselves, validating ourselves. Um, we don't, the th- step three after you invite is listen. Listen for the response. Give her time and space to respond. Yeah, whatever she has to say is completely valid. Like you don't get to, you don't get to argue with whether this is exciting for her. That's right. Or not. Like, can you just sit there and be curious and That's not right. like, oh wow, this is what this thing is what would be exciting for her and it might be threatening. Right. It might be threatening. That's right. And and for I mean at least a lot of the folks that I see there are, it is a threat. I mean it's it's a it's change is scary as we started this yeah. conversation, you know, in. And so so this piece around really listening for the response and 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 really listen. Listen to what she's saying. What are you hearing? Are you hearing her fear? Are you hearing her curiosity? Are you hearing defensiveness? Are you hearing her being judgmental or making assumptions, creating stories that she might not actually have the answers to some of this stuff she's imagining? Mm. So once you really listen, uh, and take notes if you need to. If she's a talker, well, is she notes. is she ex- is she expressed what she's excited about. Well, we're not. We're actually not there yet. Okay. So okay, I just want to check. No, we're we're actually not there yet. We're we're right now. We're just at the point of like him coming out. Okay. So <laughs> partner A like, is stepping in. Partner A is coming out. He's okay. he's saying. Here's what's going on for me. Here's what I'm into. Here's right. what I love. Here's what I want more of. Right. Here's the life that I want to live with you. Here's the, what I want to invite you into. Um, and so he's going to listen for her response, which also may be a reaction. Oh yeah. And she then shit a brick. When I say she's really cur- when I say she's really listen to her and what she's saying, whether it's defensiveness or fear or concern or whatever. The reason for that is because the thing that I would coach people into next is to get curious, get curious. If she's defensive, what's happening? Why is she defensive? This is why you need somebody there. Well, yeah. I mean, you asked me what I help people with. So this is what I'm doing. This is like, when you get to the point where you're here with somebody and and like you're a mad, you're listening. Actually, the best thing to do, honestly, you guys, is to just, she doesn't even have to listen to the whole interview, but if you wanted to just invite her to listen to this particular part of the interview of how I invite people into conversations, she could just listen to this part. And if she's like- I hear the kinky stuff too. That was pretty cool. (laughs) I have a feeling (laughs) this is a men's podcast. Well, yeah, maybe. Actually, she might want to hear the kinky stuff too. She might want to hit him with a fucking cattle prod. (laughs) Dare I be sexist here, but- um, uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, they can listen to this, listen to this piece because then there's sort of a thing. I mean, that's the other, that that's what I've tried to drop through this whole conversation is that this is a edgy, vulnerable, scary conversation. And yeah, doing it alone is difficult. Yeah. And, and especially if we're, if we've never done it before, or if we've the co- couple of times that we've tried to do it, we feel like it's failed or whatever. So to have someone like me, a third party 
come in and really support you through this process um, is really helpful. So, so the getting curious part is usually where I'm most active in with when I'm working with couples here or individuals even is helping them um, helping basically teach curiosity. And I get like everybody's right. You know, it's like he gets to be right for wanting what he wants. She gets to be right for having her reaction, Absolutely. like like her emotional reaction. Oh, I'm not yeah. saying that it's okay to attack or yeah. you're an asshole for wanting sure. that, but just like she's a, she's allowed to be scared about scary. it or freaked yeah. out or this, worried. This is or upsetting. This isn't upset, the normal thing, for right? Sure. So there's no again, there's no bad guy here. It doesn't That's have right. to devolve into a battle about who's going to win. It's just this is the truth. And I mean, this is this is like. The thing that I'm also not naming is that this can be, you know, this does take some balls. Like you have to, because there will be the reactivity. There will be the thing of like, I'm imagining the woman, I worked with a couple in Florida and like every time he brought something new that he wanted, she basically like rolled her eyes inside. And it was like, it, lo- it was just another stressor for her. Mm. And and that was really painful for him. And sure. so, so there is sort of a thing around like, yeah, there are ways that we're not tactful with each other, that we're not full of care in our reactions versus responses and right. such. So, so yeah, this isn't always easy and it's helpful to have help. And so, so anyway, we so get, he's being, being curious with her. So he gets, yeah. So like get curious and, and really my thing, like the main thing that I usually address, cause these are the biggest obstacles is to address the fears and concerns. Mm-hmm. So what are her fears? What are her concerns right. or what are his fears and concerns about inviting her into this? And then, or based on her reactivity or whatever. And I would say if he goes through this process of getting of naming what he's excited about and he doesn't see her in that picture, that's a lot of that's really good information yeah, right that's there. That's really good information. Yeah. That does happen. Yeah. Um and and to, and to be willing to own that that what really yeah. excites him, the thing he wants to commit to doesn't include her. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's time to get real. Yeah. Okay. For sure. All right. Yeah. And 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 then there's a piece around um that's when you get to listen again and ask what her, like ask if she's a yes. What are her, ver- what's her version of this? Is she, that's where you get into that, come back to that larger vision and larger view of say, I want to have a shared outcome for you. Is this, you know, do well, also you. Also, I want to support you. Like what's yeah. the thing that would be exciting for you? It's not just a one-sided no, thing. No, it's totally, but there's, there is sort of a thing initially there's a, I agree with what you're saying, but initially there's, there is a thing around like, are you even on board with this? Mm. And it's not necessarily, are you on board with, with me becoming an Ironman or me converting to Catholicism or whatever it is, even though that's a big question. Are you on board with it in some of these cases? Which is different than, than is it, can I have permission to do that? It's very different than, can I have a permission? Um, it's because it has to do with impact, right? And mm-hmm. how this is going to impact the we. I want to do this and I, and I, and you matter to me is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this is really important to me and I care about you. I know this is going to impact you. I want to hear from right. you. And, and, and so what I mean by like, can check yourself and can you be okay with her version of her yes to this is that she might not want to become a triathlete with you, or she might not want to take, do authentic world amp stuff or, or read David data with you or whatever the thing is. She might not want to do that, but she might have a version that she's still a yes to that still contributes and, and and uh, gets you both to that shared or desired Or just the fact outcome. that you might be gone more. Like you, you, you might yeah. be spending less time 
with the family Absolutely. or whatever. Like, could, could she be like, yeah, I want this for you. And I get that that might mean that you spend less time with me or the family, but right. it may also mean that if you're going to spend time with us, you, it'll be higher quality time. And that might need to be a request from her too. Right. You right. know, that's where the impact shows up because if he's working harder, I think out that more that's usually whatever. it is that they, they, they want to be able to do their thing and not get shit for it. That somehow it's it's hurting the relationship. I hear that a lot. It's just like, yeah, she gets it that this is important to me. And it doesn't mean that I don't love her. Or I don't care about my family if I want to go do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I I agree with you. And I think that, I mean, I'm sure I, I know that I have couples and individuals certainly that say that. Um, but I also think that there is a real quality of that check yourself. Like, do you want your partner to do this with you? Mm. I mean, there really is like it's one thing I, to like have like to have her okay to go do an understanding, yeah. but like no, I want you to be with me. I want you yeah, to do this? With yeah, me. like I want I want to organize it in that it's like there's a part of me that wants to organize this. Like, okay, there's the one of you that like villainizes her, and then there's the dude that, or there's the one that inter- villainizes. Then there's one that like uses her for permission, and then there's one that's like clear on what he wants and 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 actually wants her with him, wants her too. And then there's the one that wants her with him, but wants her to do exactly what he's doing. And so it's like, there are all these different iterations of it. But the thing that I think is really sexy and powerful is when you're clear that you do want this partner in your life and you want to have shared outcomes, shared values and all that, um, that you're, that you say that, like there's beyond the invitation of, Hey, I'm into this and I want to invite you into this. There's a thing around like, I'm like, I want you, I want I want you there. Yeah, I want you there. I want Mm -hmm. you, like I choose you. And it doesn't mean you have to be at every race or you have to be at every uh, group therapy session that I want to be in. Retreat or whatever, yeah. Yeah, right, or on every retreat. But I would love for you to come to this retreat Mm -hmm. because this retreat is the one that I'm most excited about to do with you and or something like that. Like there's a thing where she's being chosen and women love that shit. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I mean, really. <laughs> well, I like that. The distinction crazy. between like, I'm coming to her like she's my mommy and asking for permission versus <laughs> yeah. I'm doing this and I want you there. I want I want you to be there. Not like, hey, is it okay if I do this? Like yeah. a, that, that. There's a huge shift in that energy there. Totally. Okay. All right. So at what point do we get to hear what she, I noticed you yeah, you want to get a little hot in here. I noticed you. You turn the fan on. It's, it's kind of like almost planned that it would I get just, hot in here and you'd want to... <laughs> I'm just curious if you can keep the interview going if I unbutton my mouth. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep the interview going. <laughs> you want to you wanna press pause? I'm hot. Yeah, you <laughs> I'm are. like temperature hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, do you, you, it's okay with me if you want to take it can off. Can you seriously turn the fan on? <laughs> I don't think it works. It's broken. <laughs> I think it's blue. Wow. All right, I'll turn I'm, it I'm glad you don't see women in person. <laughs> so at some point in this conversation, we get to hear from her. Like, what's exciting for her? What's the thing that she wants to create? What's, what would be her hell yes? What's the thing that she's committed to? And it's an invitation, again, to get out. If she's in this kind of comfort mindset of like, I just want things to be like they were, or I don't want mm-hmm. things to change. Um, you know, there's a couple of scenarios that basically come up here, which is you figure out, that you don't want the same things. You don't have the same vision. Yeah, and actually, yes to that, but even before you skip, I want to come back to this process that I that I talk about around listening for her reaction and getting curious because what you said is I want things to be the way they were. 
That's an opportunity to hear what she's saying and get curious. What do you mean? Yeah. What was, what are you referring to? What were the experiences, the feelings, the things that you saw and heard from me? What was our intimacy like? What was our life like? What is it that you want to get back to? So it's not something that's necessarily in the past, but it's something that maybe we could create. Absolutely. Because she might be saying, um, I just really loved it when we spent every Friday night having sex or I really loved it when um you seemed like you ha- you wouldn't you would looked at me more than you looked at your phone and you're done to this new technological meditation thing and it's you're always on your phone and so I want things to be the way they were it might have nothing to do with mm. the thing that you're actually interested in doing she might be fine with that if she knew so she may not be stuck in the past she's she's trying to find yeah, ways she to might that's why I mean get curious is so important about right. the fears and concerns because it she's it's likely has to do with the connection. Most people get freaked out if they're going to lose connection with someone they love. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like distance gets created or yeah. they're going to lose their connection. That's where the fear and concern shows up. And I would say that, you know, in any given interaction, we're either increasing that connection or we're diminishing it in some way. And that what I've noticed is a lot of guys, if they're unwilling to have these difficult conversations, yeah. That's your diminishing, diminishing connection because totally. we feel it. We feel that something's up. Yeah. And so we're, we're like, oh, well, I can't say this thing. We're focused on the content. Like the content of what we would say is the thing that would diminish it. It's not. It's our behavior of checking out or avoiding yeah. that diminishes connection. It's like something's up and we're not talking about it. That's, that's what hurts trust. Yeah. And that's what hurts the connection. I'd much rather just have somebody be straight with me and be like, look, we got to talk about this and get it done. Yeah. And I may be... I might feel some pain in the moment, but now I'm like, okay, well, at least I'm connected. I understand what's going on for you. Yeah, and it might feel like pulling teeth. You totally reminded me of a, of a guy that I worked with in Florida who every time he, he really wanted more depth of connection. And, and every time he would tell his wife that, he would say, I really want to talk with you. I really want to have some authentic relating, basically, was what he was asking for. And she would be like, what? What do you mean? Like, nothing's wrong. Like, what? Like there was just sort of this like, what? I'm fine. Everything's fine. Like she just really didn't want to talk. She didn't know even how to articulate what he was wanting. Mm-hmm. She didn't know how to articulate what he was wanting from her. Mm-hmm. And so it was. It felt like pulling teeth for him. Right. But it doesn't mean that that it's over. It doesn't mean that that's where it stops. That's often where it starts. That you just need help. Okay. Yeah, so that comes back to these scenarios. We do this work and we get curious and we, we with the help, right, we facilitate mm-hmm. this stuff and we get it all on the table so that we really understand, here's, this, here's the thing, here's the desired outcome that I want. Here's the, here's the thing that I want to co-create with you and here's, I'm understanding what you want to co-create and we can see if there's anything that overlaps there. Yeah. And if there's nothing that overlaps, then we might see, hey, it's time to move on and I want what's best for you in your life, which means I get out of the way mm-hmm. and vice versa. I don't want to feel like you're in my life and we're, we're kind of pulling at each other and, yeah. and neither of us are going to be happy. Or we might realize, yes, I want that too. And I'm just scared. Right. I'm scared of A, B, Often or C. The case. Yeah. And a lot of times it's, it's, it's more about like, oh, I have peace of mind knowing that you want the same things that I do. And now it's just a matter of how. We've got some things right. to learn. We've got some experiments to try. We've right. got some uncertainty to face right. and some things that are uncomfortable. But at least we can do that together. Yeah. And 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 have that shared reality. And the other part is like it's easy to say this stuff. And it's it's another thing to back it up with action. For sure, you know, we for can sure. be partners. We know this in work, right? Where people can say, Yeah, we're gonna do this, but then they don't back they don't it do up it. with action. Yeah. So there's another part of this of 
yes, I'm glad that we're on the same page. But then there's also a commitment to like, yeah, and I'm I'm here to act. Yeah, I'm going to I'm I'm going to be doing this with you. And that's that's again where we come back to that comfort versus growth. And and when there's you don't really get growth without some level of discomfort and upset internally. Like there's there's just gonna be this upset and discomfort. That's just yeah. where growth lives. And so so um and it doesn't have to be terrifying either. It's just Yeah, normal. and it you don't have to be like yeah, always like like wound worshiping where you're like always in the trenches, you know, doing your thing with each other. But but there but really, I mean, I think about like people that like oh, it's hard and I don't want but I don't really want to do that and it, every time I try to do that, I don't I get uncomfortable, so I don't want to do it. That's where you can get into that like, but you said you do but you said you were on board and you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that where mistrust can show up and right. and that's where that question of like wait is she my partner or not like right. is she is she on board is she, is she really gonna back is it up she really gonna back this up or not right okay yeah I, I again I, I I like what you said that we don't have to be into the exact things but it it's is really about important. it's about having these kind of foundational big values that are aligned um yeah big and time. that and then having this shared desired outcome have it be explicit and and to and to recognize that it's not set in stone. It's not like well, we had that conversation in 2017, so that's it for sure. Or we got married 10 years ago, and that's it. It's an ongoing conversation. Yeah. Hey, here's where we are now. What's changed for you? What would you add to this this conversation? What should we What should we change? Or so it's an ongoing co-creative process, which takes effort. And if I want to just be comfortable and go to be asleep at the wheel, I'm going to stick my head in the sand. Yeah. But you think about, I mean, think about the whole being comfortable and sticking your head in your sand, in the sand. Like there's, there's such isolation there. There's such isolation there. So, so if we're talking about the fact that change is inevitable we always outgrow it. Hopefully, we're outgrowing things. Hopefully, we're growing and changing. And and we're, we we want to steer away from the mindset of like, ooh, I've outgrown that that partner or out that person. Ooh, I'm better than them or whatever that is. If you want to steer away from that, then you're going to steer towards intimacy and connection. And that is that's actually where things get really exciting. It's like this is happening for me. I don't even know what's on the other side of it, but I'm feeling this and I'm wanting that and I'm creating these new connections internally and externally. And I want to share this with you. I want you to get to know me here. I'm getting to know me here in ways that I've never known myself. And I want you with me. I like that because I've known some people that will use that I've outgrown you thing as an excuse oh, to leave. totally, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, such oh, a think, great way to be like, I'm better than you or... Well, it's also a way to, I don't really have to be, get uncomfortable. It's actually more comfortable for me to leave a relationship than it is to easier. deepen it. Yeah, it is. And, okay. and that's why it's such a... It's like a longer conversation with somebody to determine if this is it or not. Yeah. So we can have our differences, um, and and we don't need to attack one another for having those differences. We don't yeah. need to make the other person a villain. Um, you and I don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. That's right. Even though I'm better and more, <laughs> more just more feeling, just more, just more, just more yeah, just idiotic better. or. But more. we do have. I mean, we do have a strong foundation. We both share. Some very common core beliefs around love and the big picture and mutual respect. Yeah, can I actually? What the thing that's been coming to me this whole interview that I keep coming back to, I haven't said, but you're saying this now that I have to say, and that is marriage vows. So we took a very different slant on our marriage vows. We did not subscribe to the 
do you take this person in sickness and health? Do you? I didn't even know what that shit meant. Yeah, because I'm out of here. You get sick, I'm fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you joke about that you all got the a cold. time. You got a cold. I, have I started a cold packing things up. My marriage is threatened. I That's started right. packing your shit up. That's right. It's true. That's right. I'm going to the grocery store. I might not ever be back. (laughs) She's off to a hospice now. She's got this (laughs) stomach flu. Ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Who's next? (laughs) It's it's just a flesh wound. Yeah. No. It's all right, honey. Um, (laughs) We had a good run. Um, we did. We took very different vows. We so yeah. So back to that. So so but but our vow. We we sat with each other. We sat with ourselves. We chose vows that were values based and that were outcome shared outcome based. For example, one of our vows was that we would always stay in contact. That we would always push through whatever resistances that we had, whatever shit that came up between us, whatever was going on in order to tell the truth on ourselves with each other to each other. And and that means that if we uphold those vows that we're going to have a lot of uncomfortable conversations. Mm -hmm. But that also means that we're also going to stay deeply connected. Even if we chose to part, it would be such a... Um, ironically, such a connected parting. We would really Well, get- that's what I got is that it was in service of the growth, like that we we vowed to one another to be, to stay on our growth path mm-hmm. and that to support one another in that growth path. And even if that meant that at some point we grew apart, that yeah. uh, that we were there to be, uh, the deeper vow was that I'm, I'm here to support you. Yeah. Not like, oh, you're here to be with me and so you cut that shit off. Right. That was part of our community, yeah. like being, having community in our lives and, and, and that that's so that looks like if you want to go out or or travel with your bros, then I support you in that. I I'm a fucking cheerleader for you for that. So it's not like, but I wanted you to spend that free time with me. And no, I'm glad we, I don't get whiny when you leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, let's no, 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 get no, no, real. No. <laughs> you get so fucking mopey and whiny. You love me so much. I love it. <laughs> I'm cutting that For out. weeks, you're I'm like... Cutting that out. All right. So moving on, uh, I mentioned earlier that you work with men and women and couples through this process regularly and that you, you not just to kind of help them have a conversation and go, wow, isn't that cool? But there's like, here's some skills. Here's some things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, tell us a little bit about how you work with people or how you prefer to work with people. I know that you work with them on Skype so that you can see them and that kind of thing. Yeah, so. I mean, that's the beauty of our technology these days is that I, I do work with folks, Skype, FaceTime, on on the phone, and I, I work with people all over the world. Um, I love I, I love to work with people in person. So I always like to invite people into intensives where they're flying to me and I luckily we live in a beautiful beach town. It's a great destination for people to come see and hang out and have a little retreat. So people will do work with you on on Skype video and then and then also come and work mm-hmm. with you in person yeah. in these intensives. Yep. They yeah. come and do some intensive work. And that's a great thing if 
for couples if they're it just works fast that way you can go deep and you yeah go fast. it works it works fast but there's also sort of like a um okay we're gonna take care of this yeah, like we're, no more dilly sort of tiddling this isn't around tuesday about at five this. o'clock kind that's of right we, where is, we get and all we have to do is outlast her for 50 more minutes and then that's bullshit we can sort of pretend like we we're doing our work but not yeah. really doing it. and it's a wonderful opportunity for couples that that really want to really want to create change in the moment. They really want to try different things in the moment and they need assistance on the spot. So okay. that's where the in-person stuff is really helpful. Very good. Allison Lanier, uh, you can learn more about her at allisonlanier.com, A-L-Y-S-O-N-L-A-N-I-E-R, allisonlanier.com. Thanks Thank you. so much. Cutie. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. Underwear having man. All right, that's enough. If these interviews are helping you, then please visit The New Man on iTunes and leave us a positive review so others can discover the show more easily. Thanks for listening.